Man, camera TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? Person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera TV. Give us that again. Can you do that again? You go person, woman, man, camera TV. Go back to that question and repeat them. Can you do it? And you go person, woman, man, camera TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? Person, woman, man, camera TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So, so I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Go back to that question and repeat them. Can you do it? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? Person. Woman, man, camera, TV. So Hi, this is Rick Moranis, and you are experiencing a communication breakdown with Chris T. Aerial view with Chris T. Live End Times Talk Radio. Friday! 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 760-422-5528. The Pound. NYC.com. You have a podcast. Cool. Oh, yeah, I invented them. You're listening to Aerial View Worldwide on the Internet. Suicide. I have an idea now. First name, Mr. Middle name, period. Last name, T. I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on. 
Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Showtime! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about whatever happens to bug you? That's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. that sometimes I'd refer to myself as hapless and lost but evil I don't think I'm evil I, I I can't bring myself to be evil sometimes I feel hapless and lost and thoughtless but evil no just trying to live my life live out what's left of it the 10 20 years I have left. 30, maybe. Getting old. I'm now an old, as the kids say. The kids! Where's my teletype, by the way? I got breaking news. How many times do I got to say, have the teletype ready, when there's breaking news? And I want someone... Where are the pictures I was supposed to see last week? IS THAT ON THE PHONE?! Uh, the, uh, helicopter sound effect that I've been using for weeks now here on Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com where Sunday's Hound Howls at 3 p.m. Eastern Time followed by crashing the Party Do-Up Chop Shop at the Air Market Miriam, you do, uh, you got those do-ups on vinyl uh, that helicopter, little did I know, was Marine One, carrying the president off to Walter Reed Medical Center to receive a promising experimental drug treatment for his COVID-19. Yes, the president and the first lady have the COVID, the Rona. Senator Mike Lee also tested positive, as did the president of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So in a, uh, in a, uh, I don't know whether to call it a Hitchcockian twist or a uh, Shakespearean twist or an O. Henry twister. We are, we are 32 days out from the most in, the most consequential election of our lifetime. I almost said inconsequential. See, I almost had a Freudian slip. I almost... Why? Why did I almost say inconsequential? Because it doesn't really matter how this thing goes? That can't be. It does matter. To all of you you, you disappointed types on the social media, 
complaining about how this is what we have. This is who we have. Joe Biden, this is what we're left with. 78-year-old man, I say, suck it up. Buttercup. Suck it up. Hold your nose and vote for Joe. I don't care about your hurt feelings and what you think should have happened and why it didn't happen and your conspiracy theories about what the DNC was up to trying to keep Bernie out. Democracy spoke, and I'm sorry you didn't like the sound of democracy. But if we keep going the way we are, we won't even have that. We'll have the sounds of silence. Where's my cricket sound effect? You got me coming out of a goddamn upbeat song, and I gotta talk about a dog dying! The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. And uh, my special guest tonight, someone I haven't talked to in many, many years, Lori S., who uh, was a DJ there on the WFMU back in the day. And uh, 20 or so years ago, fucked off to California. And has been in and around... Silver Lake ever since. The same apartment. Actually, probably the rent control in L.A. is fantastic. I'm betting it's probably better even than the rent control in New York. I mean, we'll, we'll find out when we talk to Lori why she fucked off to California and landed in Silver Lake and what the fuck she's doing out there. There is a band... And uh, we'll give out the URL a little later, at about, oh, eight or nine or ten minutes from now. But first, I want to open up the phones to uh, anyone who's trying to call 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. And by anybody, when I say anybody trying to call, I, I really mean Phil. Phil's just about the only person... The show could be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the only talk show with one caller. That's not exactly true. There have been other callers, but if I were to look at the percentages, it's it's usually Phil out in Portland. And uh, Phil, sorry if the flames are, are licking uh, your house out there in Portland. I Last time we spoke, I know there was a darkness on the edge of town. So stay safe there in Portland, if you don't. Uh, a remarkable day in what has been a remarkable week, where on Tuesday we saw a presidential debate the likes of which you and I will never ever see again. I've got the condensed version here, and I would like to play it for you now, complete with my commentary and a, a selection, a smattering, a sukal of Hanna-Barbera sound effects. We really... welcome the Republican nominee, President Trump, and the Democratic nominee, Vice President Biden. Chris Wallace, I've interviewed Chris Wallace, by the way. He's got a bit of a yucky voice. He yucks it up. He's like, yuck, yuck, yuck. We welcome the President and the Vice President. Here they are. How you doing, man? I beat Bernie Sanders. Not by I'm, much. I, I beat him a whole hell of a lot. I'm here, I'm here standing facing Pocahontas you, buddy. Pocahontas would have left. Whoa! You would have lost every primary. All he knows how to do is Tuesday. Look, very lucky. here's the deal. I got very here's, lucky. I'm going to get very lucky tonight. As well. <laughs> and tonight I'm going to make what? sure because here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. But you I just agree. want to make sure. Joe, you're the liar. I, 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 I want to make sure. You graduated last in your class, I, not I, first in your class. <laughs> I want to make Mr. sure. Mr. President, can you let him finish, sir? No, he doesn't know how to do that. He has, You'd you know, surprised. you, you picked You'd be surprised. The wrong guy, the wrong guy at the wrong time. Listen, you agreed with Here's Bernie Sanders to the manifesto. The whole idea. Let, let him <laughs> There is no manifesto, number Please one. Please let him speak, Mr. President. Number two. Number two. I'm begging you. Let him speak, please. Oh, man, that would have been great. Do you clown? Did you just call the president a clown? 
I'm not going to answer the question Why because, because, that because question? the question is the question yeah, is yeah, yeah. the radical question left would you shut your, up man listen, oh that's now that, that's this my favorite line. Oh, made my heart feel good we have we have ended this segment we're going to move on a lot of people died and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter. Oh, uh, including you. Uh, oh, my God, it'd be so ironic. smart. Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to Delaware it. State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever <laughs> use that word. <laughs> oh, give me because you know what? Oh, there's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Well, let's have this debate. And if we'll you would have had... Let me just tell you something, Joe. No, if you would have had... The charge of what I was put through. I had to close the greatest economy in the history of our country. And by the way, now it's being built again. You see, and it's going to get to fast. the economy in the next segment. Okay. Oh, Mr. President, Go ahead. I'm asking you a question. Will you tell us how much you paid in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017? Of millions of dollars. Millions. You paid millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. So millions. not 700 Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see I, it. He says he's smart because he can take advantage of the tax code. And he does take advantage of the tax code. That's why I'm We're going to eliminate done, the folks. Trump tax cuts. Hang in there. But why didn't you do it over 20, uh, no, the last no, no, 25 no, years? Because you are president. Because you, you, because you aren't president years. screwing no, no, things no, no. up. You were a senator. And You're the, the way, worst you president vice... America has ever had. Hey, hey, Come Joe, on. Let me, let me yeah. just say, Joe, I've done more in, in 47 that was my years. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Jim. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm during this extended period, not to engage in any civil unrest, and will you pledge tonight that you will not declare victory until the election has been independently certified? President Trump, I'm you go first. I'm urging my supporters to go into the polls and oh, watch very carefully, yeah. because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. As you know, today there was a big problem. In Philadelphia, they went in to watch. They were called poll watchers, a very safe, very nice thing. They were thrown out. They weren't allowed to watch. You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia, bad things. And Are I you? am urging, I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. And I'll tell and what, you what, what from mean, a common sense, I'll you're tell, tell you what it means. To take to it means screen? you have a fraudulent election. You're and sending you out 80 million ballots. They're not, they're not equipped. To, these people aren't equipped to handle it, number one. Number two, okay. they cheat. They cheat. Hey, they found ballots in a waste paper basket oh, three days ago, and they all had the name right. military ballots. They were oh, military. They all had the stop, name Trump please, on them. Vice President you President think Biden that's good? I'm just going to keep hitting myself you. in the head you urge your supporters with to this guitar while the vote is counted and until it's over. Not to declare victory until the election is independently oh, certified. Yes, and here's the deal. That's they better. count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots oh, in some states better. can't even be opened until election day. Uh, and if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. And by the way, our military, they've been voting by ballots for since at the end of the Civil War, in effect. In effect. In effect. And that's, and that's right. what's going to happen. Why uh, was it not? Why is it for them somehow not I don't know. Someone it's the same process. Please. It's honest. No one has established at all that there is fraud related to mail-in ballots. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do, do that? But do it. Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right so wing. So what are you? What are you? Look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White proud supremacists and right proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing. White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what okay. his FBI, his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, thank you, and good night. Oh.
Chris, you might hold the record for the longest uh, number of rings, the no the most number of rings before the pickup. Oh shoot! I was listening to you, and oh, you and, were... and it and it kind of got uh, everything just got jammed together, kind of like the uh, debate the other night. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I like to play three dimensional audio chess on this program. So uh, sorry. Genius. Well, uh, it's nice to have you here. I was saying a little er a little earlier, uh, Laurie S. and I haven't talked in a long time, and then we sort of reconnected via, what was it, Facebook? I don't even remember, but I know a couple of years ago we were out in California and we missed your band by that much, by that much. Oh. And I've, I've uh, of course, you wish you can go back in time now because who knows if we'll ever, ha if that moment will ever come again when we'll cross paths like that so closely. Because for 20 years you've been in L.A. And uh, why did you, why did you leave New Jersey? I met you in New Jersey I met you through WFMU. You were on the air there. And uh, what was the decision to get the hell out of New Jersey? So there were three things that influenced my decision to leave New York, New Jersey. Um, probably, like, I mean, the, the first and foremost was I didn't really have any place to live. I was in a really bad relationship. I let him move in. He wouldn't leave. So I left and I was couch surfing. <clears throat> Even though this guy was occupying my my apartment. But um, and couch surfing in New York is not fun. And I was working at Island Records. Um, at that point, they had um, they had merged with Def Jam. So they became Island Def Jam Music. And then um, they brought in their own art department, which was mostly like graffiti artists at mm -hmm. that time. And I just, I didn't really fit into that aesthetic. And I could feel the chopping block <laughs> getting closer. So, uh, you know, I was just like, they're going to fire me at some point because everybody was getting fired. And I knew that was coming. And um, I got offered a job at the Album Network here um, in Burbank, which is about 20 minutes from my apartment. So I was like, for work, you know, that was probably the best move I could have made. Yeah. And um, I was in a band. And um, at that time when CMJ was a thing and they were having CMJ uh, conventions and we were going to have a, um, a whole bunch of labels come out and see us at a CMJ showcase and our guitar player quit like a week before. So I was like pretty done with New York and I knew I did not want to spend another winter in New York because I'm just not into the cold, the snow. I've heard it got warmer there, but it's gotten warmer everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got a little too warm in, in, in L.A., man, because aren't there days when, uh, like, the air quality is such that you don't go outside? You hope that your power doesn't go out and you stay indoors? Yeah. Well, two weeks ago, the sky was on fire. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a problem. It's a really big problem here. I mean, technically, we're living in the desert. So, right. Um, we're always battling drought conditions. Um, I've seen Chinatown. I know exactly what happened out there in L.A. It's all Mulholland's fault. It's all his fault. Uh, have you ever gone to the Mulholland Shrine, by the way? They have a shrine yeah, to him over by the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. The Mulholland The Mulholland. Shrine. It's like a shrine to, uh, I think it was William Mulholland, the guy who brought mm -hmm. the water to Los Angeles. Anyway, I digress. But... But 20 years, man, that's like you have definitely turned your back and said, I'm the, you, you don't, you're not coming back to the East Coast, right? Why would you? Look, Chris, you I'm can looking. take the girl out of Jersey, but you can't take Jersey out of the girl. That's okay? true. Yeah. And so, there is a distinct advantage to being from New Jersey and living in California, I think. I think there's a distinct Because it's like the Frank Sinatra song. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? The driving, nothing, nothing 
would would scare me after driving around the metropolitan New York area, driving around New Jersey and Brooklyn and Staten Island and Queens and the Bronx and you name it. So did you fit right in? Did you feel like California's for me? When you got there, were you like, what was I doing all that time in New Jersey? No, I mean, life is a journey, right? And that was that was just another leg of my journey. And, you know, that's why I get so angry with, like, these women who are just like, oh, it used to be so great when I was younger. Don't you wish you were younger? And it's like, no, I don't want to deny my journey. That's where I, this is how I ended up here. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for that every day. Well, that's um, a very grounded way to look at things. Were you like that in New Jersey, or is this something? So, have you changed since living in California? When you I can be, that, when you can be that gracious about things that you cannot change, say all is in permanence. The journey is not is it's not the destination that matters; it's the journey. Was that? Yeah, I'm. I think that I have evolved. I never used to be this self-reflective. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think as you get older, you change. I definitely have changed. Um, I feel like I'm more considerate and empathetic to other people. Um, oh, the one yeah. thing that ha- the one thing, the one thing that hasn't changed with me is that I do get mad at people if I feel that people are not sufficiently mad at them themselves. So I get mad for other people when I feel that they haven't expressed that much anger. So that's something that I've been working on. Oh, wow. Gee, I'm trying and to... There's a, would you ever be mad on behalf a, of me? Now I feel like maybe you'd like you to be mad. I could be pretty mad myself. I don't think I need anybody to be mad on my behalf. I think I'm pretty good at it. And I want to say that I'm mad about the prick that wouldn't leave your apartment. It sounds like one of those moments where a lot of men wouldn't know what that's like. To be the woman who has the name on the lease and has to leave because this stupid prick is not getting off the couch. So right. that makes me mad, you know? And But it almost, it sounds like the thing that spurred you on, you know? Like it was the kick, the kick, the thing that got you out. And if it spurred you on, then that's, you know, okay, that's good. Then you, you sound like Silver Lake sounds like it's, uh, it's the place to be right now. Well, it's where I am, oh, okay. you know, and, and I think I feel like, you know, there's really no place in America right now that is like the ideal place to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, That's true. This is where I am. I'm not leaving. I've been in the same apartment for 20 years. Yeah. Um, and. Um, Have you seen a lot of tenants come know, and go, by the way? Are you, you know, you See anybody else in there come and go? So, like, in my building, um, there's been a couple of tenants who have moved out. Um, and I know that, like, the one that lived down in the hall from me, they said that they were going to Joshua Tree. So I'm seeing, like, a lot of people, like, trying to get out of L.A. proper. They're just like, well, hey, you know, I can work remotely. I don't need to be in the muck of all this stuff right. and pay more money, and I can have more space and live out in Joshua Tree. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – listen, if you could so work it out, why not? people are doing that. Some people are just getting really just fed up with California in general, especially I – can, I can't even imagine what it must be like – for people who have, um, who who have houses like in the in burn zone, it's crazy. Yeah. And I was actually, <laughs> um, I'm I've been looking to adopt a dog. So last week I spoke with Linda Blair. She runs an animal rescue. Yes, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Yeah, I've interviewed Linda and, Blair. Yeah, years back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she's, she's she's good people. Pretty, she is good people and she's moving out of california she's moving out of the state i don't know i mean when i was talking to her she was very distracted by other dogs in the room and um some of the her people were saying come on we have to get to the pet store to get supplies so she really was very like discombobulated from our conversation but she just said like in passing 
you know, like, I'm getting out of here and all the people that I know are getting out of here, too. And I'm like, out of California. So I was like, I bet like oh. everyone else, they're moving to the Hudson Valley. That seems to be like where people are going. You know, it's it's uh, the people fleeing Brooklyn and Manhattan. That's where they're going. Maybe by you, it's Joshua Tree. But over here, they're they're heading up the river, as we say. And that's what's going on. Hey, this is Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com. Chris T here every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Show replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And in between, it becomes a podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher and all of that crap. But uh, talking to Lori S., who I probably last saw in person I uh, 25 years ago, maybe longer than that. I mean, if you... Left New Jersey 20 years ago. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But it's been a minute. And uh, in that time, were you playing uh, music back then when I knew you? Oh, yeah. Were you playing the bass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've always been in bands. Um, and, I mean, pro as long as I've known you, I've been in bands. Um, I found that I was really um, good at, at covering other people's music. And, you know, I know that, like, at this point in my life, I'm not going to get signed. Right, right. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to hear my original music. And um, so I, I just felt like, yeah, you know, why don't we, we do the tribute band thing? So I've had a couple of tribute bands that have had um, some minor success in the tribute band venue, but... You know, um, hey, you're not going to hear me like say any bad things. Thing being an original band. Well, listen, I think you bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. When we used to be able to gather, you know, before the pandemic, were you guys playing out most every week? Did you have gigs constantly? And uh, were you being employed before this thing hit? So, yeah, I mean, um, well, Lynette Skinner was, was doing pretty good. You know, I mean, as far as tribute bands go, we're all up female there. southern um, rock band. Uh, and then you had to change the name of the band, correct? So, yeah, that's an interesting question because um, we had played for Skinner, right. Leonard Skinner, uh, when they had the grand opening here, uh, well, in Las Vegas at Leonard Skinner Barbecue and Beer. And we played in front of them. Uh, which was scary, but they saw us, their management company saw us, they knew we existed, we were approved by their management company, and then all of a sudden, like, when they announced that they were doing their farewell tour, and uh, then all of a sudden they started going after bands that were using Skinner in their name, especially band, for some reason, bands in Southern California, like, everybody who had Skinner in their name, got a cease and desist letter, including me. So I had to change it, um, which I think was, was really good. I, at the time, I thought it was a bad thing, but it gave me a chance to like really dig into the music of the Allman Brothers, which is just, it's just been amazing. Like in some cases, I, I really like playing the Almonds, even dare I say more than Skinner. And then, you know, we're and ZZ Top and and all that stuff. We just mixed it in because I was just like, "Well, fuck you, yeah. Skinner." Well, it I... wasn't Skin. It wasn't the band that made that decision. It was their management company, Vector Management. It's interesting, though. It almost sounds like I mean, not to be conspiratorial, but maybe they were thinking, "Hey, this is a good idea. We can find five women and put together a band and call it something, Skinner, and send it out on tour." Maybe they wanted to do it. Maybe they were like, if they do, if they're doing it, then we can't. Who knows? But so the but the thing is, when you would play out in the Los Angeles area, a lot of people would come and have a good time, and you would the band would get paid, right? And you yes. were getting to do something you uh, you love, and yeah. and you know uh, where can folks go? What's a good URL for people to go see uh, the promo reel or whatever it is you have out there currently? Is it Lynette yeah, Schieber? I mean Anybody can go to, to www.lynettskinner.com, and uh, there's a website there. Um, you know, at, the, at this moment, to be perfectly honest, Chris, full disclosure. Please. Um, 
just been really, really hard doing a Skinner tribute, especially as of late. Yeah. Because they are so aligned with um, a, a to, for, all right, they're so aligned with Trump right now. And I do not support him. And I can't just go out in front of people and pretend that I agree with them on this stuff. And they're really adamant about it. Yeah. And it's like, it really breaks my heart to see these people who I hung out with, I broke bread with, not just here, but in Florida and Georgia and everything. And they hate me. I mean, yeah. not me specifically, but if they knew what my politics were, if they knew how I felt, they would want to kill me. And I, I, it's, it's really hard for me to want to get up in front of those people. I'm not saying they're all like that. There's good people on both sides. Yeah. But, you know, there's just, there's just too many of those people. And um, I get it from, honestly, I get it from both sides too. Where, you know, I get like people who are just like, you know, how dare you, you know, like pay, pay homage to this band that are a bunch of racist rednecks. And I'm just like, there's so much more to Skinner than just the rebel flag. And then it, but if you have to explain it to them. Yeah, you've already lost the battle. Yeah. Well, I lost the battle. Yeah, you know, it's odd that we would have this conversation right now. And uh, by the way, just to give you a little bit of a news update. They're now testing all of the Fox News stars who were at the debate on Tuesday night, and that includes uh, Sean Hannity and other key figures up to, and I guess especially Lachlan Murdoch, who is leading Fox News at this point. Uh, they're also they're testing literally everybody, including Chris Wallace, just to see if maybe they all got it on Tuesday night. As of right now, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, they don't got it. They haven't gotten it. Who knows? It takes a while for this thing to incubate. We could head in to November 3rd with both presidential candidates dead. Can you imagine that scenario? Lori, imagine. Yeah, how, what, it, what, so then what happens in a situation like that? Does that mean that Kamala ends up running against Mike Pence? Well, in a situation like that, yeah, you would think that there would be a line of secession from, uh, you know, and, and the one that's codified is the one... I guess that is, uh, you know, Mike Pence's w role if he had to come up with a successor. But uh, when it comes to Joe Biden, if he somehow gets it, if he dies somehow, then uh, that's that's a little bit more up in the air. I guess uh, they would just go to the next person they vetted. You might end up with an all-female ticket. Who knows? Wouldn't that be something? That would <laughs> that would really straighten shit out in this country. It's been to watch those two men go at it. Uh, and I'm not going to both sides this because it's it's not, you know, they there was definitely one person who was, uh, you know, really the aggressor and really trying to. I, my theory is he was trying to get Joe Biden to stutter and he thought if he got him to stutter, he you know, people would think he looked foolish or some damn thing. And so because there is research that shows, Lori, that if you interrupt a stutterer, you can trigger a stutter and. Knowing the people that Trump has surrounded himself with, I'm sure somebody did some research on that. And they were like, guess what, boss? If you interrupt him a lot, you might get him to stutter. And that's, I think... That's what, a great Rudy Giuliani imitation. I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Uh, if, yeah. he, if he gets it, what are, your, what are the odds he goes? What are the odds he succumbs if he gets it? I'm going with like somewhere between 65... 75%. If who goes? Who uh, if he? Rudy if it, if Rudy gets it, if he gets the Rona, what odds do you give him yeah. what you know that he, that it takes him down? We should we should really He's... start an online betting thing with this. That that would be something. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, um... I gave it 65 75%. He doesn't seem to well, be was... in, in the best of health, just saying. Was Rudy at the debate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. You, do you know the circus he travels with? This president? He's got everybody with him. He's got the, the whole family, including Tiffany, the boyfriends and the girlfriends and the wives, the advisors and their husbands and wives, 
He's he's traveling with like 60, 70 people on this Air Force One and this Marine One. I think he's one. He, I think he's really, in some ways, he's like Elvis. You know, they say Elvis never wanted to be alone. He couldn't stand to be alone because he would have to listen to his own thoughts, you know? And maybe he doesn't want to. And I see this president as someone who really never wants to listen to his own thoughts. He doesn't want to think, because he, then he'd have to think about what he does, and he doesn't want to think about what he does. He, uh, he, he likes to, he thinks from the gut, as he said at one time. I like to think from the gut. And this is where it's gotten us, ladies and gentlemen, thinking from the gut. And the next person who says what they ought to do is put a businessman in charge of this country. Well, I can't threaten to punch you in the face because that's just uh, a microaggression, right? Or is that a macroaggression, Lori? Um, yeah, I think that's a macro it's a aggression. Macro. Yeah, I won't do that. I will. Uh, I will be very, very angry with you. How's that? If you, uh, if that happens. But here's why you're talking to the right person because you and I have a parallel experience. Because I spent over a dozen years talking to truck drivers on the Trucking Channel on Sirius XM, and truck drivers, um, they tend towards the conservative. Let, let us say they like their God, guns, and liberty. And so uh, Leonard Skinner, who I, I've interviewed, who's, who've come down to the studio, whatever they were in 2015 or 2016, whoever was in Leonard Skinner, the outlaws as well, interviewed the outlaws, Billy Gibbons numerous times. And that was the way that I was able to bond with a lot of these drivers who perceived me to be a libtard, quote unquote, from the Northeast. Is uh, You know, we were able to bond over music. We were able to bond over common interests, things that we both liked, and it brought us together. But I noticed after Donald descended that escalator that it it just got to be like there was more and more division and less and less bonding and, and ignoring other things. Like you could laugh about how, oh, you're one of those liberals from the Northeast, and I could laugh about how you're a Republican. Whatever it is, we, we could laugh and we could sit down and have a beer, and we could listen to some music if we wanted to. But after he came down that escalator, it just emboldened a certain type of person to start calling our show and and saying really horrible things to us and saying that we should be taken off the air. And, you know, eventually that happened. Eventually it came to pass that we were taken off the air, fired, and uh, really, I point my finger at the president for that. That's that was, as far as I'm concerned, it this, the the downward spiral that we got into had to do with him. And I feel like, in some ways, you and I have had parallel experiences there. Where, you know, now someone asked me just the other day, uh, would you ever go and talk to truck drivers again? Like, do a podcast for truckers or figure out how to do a live show for truckers? And I said. I don't know if I could take it right now. I don't know if I could take it. And I know there are those truck drivers out there who aren't like these people that you and I are talking about, the kind of people who are not very tolerant of the fact that you don't believe exactly what they believe, and yet they accuse you of being the snowflake. You know, That's the part that always got me. Is like, I'm the snowflake. Meanwhile, I'm willing to live and let live. You believe what you believe. I'll believe what I believe. We don't have to convince each other of anything. But let's just try to get some stuff done. Let's just try to figure out what the common good is and get some shit done. You know? And uh, that thread has been lost. Don't you feel? Yes, absolutely. Uh, But, I mean, uh, to your point, I think that... um... Yeah, I mean, you definitely have the redneck factor, but I, it, it saddens me so much that people have really just taken sides to, you know, because I decided that, like, you know, I missed playing bass, so I decided I was going to form this um, all-girl um, Rolling Stones tribute. And it's been a lot more peaceful, but there's still, like, those people who support Trump and are huge Rolling Stones fans, and even those people are coming over and, you know, like, 
be it if we don't agree with them that means that we couldn't possibly be any good we couldn't you know there's no way we would have we're gonna come and see your band because you don't agree with us and it's just like where did this come from i mean it's like when i was on wfmu i really never talked about politics it was not my thing i barely knew who the vice president was and um I let my music do the talking about how I felt music as in the music that I was playing on WFMU. And I let the music do that talking. And I really didn't make that much social commentary. I let the music make the social commentary for me. And it's like, well, you're, you know, it's, it, it's such a different world right now like you can't even you have to everybody's got to know where you stand or you could be fraternizing with the enemy it is really one of them it's really curious uh because i i think um everything has become what i what i refer to as identity forward so everybody yeah everybody has to know your identity before they decide if you're okay and worth dealing with or if you're somehow unenlightened or you believe the wrong things i don't know it's gotten very and and you say where did this come from it came from a number of places it came from rupert murdoch and fox news and it came from steve bannon and breitbart and came from alex jones and Infowars, and it came from the gop and it came from all these places where it was in their interests to foment division divide and conquer is still a, a very viable strategy so, yeah, you know, why not? And this president especially is the biggest divider we've ever seen as somebody who is arguably the most powerful man, the most powerful person in the world. He's just completely, as uh, as we heard during the convention from Michelle Obama, unfit. He's just unfit. He's not able to do the job. So, um I don't know where all this goes, but it's a shame that you can't get up there and play. You can't always get what you want because he opens his rallies with it, for God's sakes. And you know what? All you need is one idiot there who, like, heard it at the rally and was like, Oh, yeah, that's the song from the Trump rally. Yeah. That's all you need. I, Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's no coincidence that you've got, like, upwards of, like, 20 artists who have sent him cease and desist to please stop playing their music at your rallies because we do not support you. We are not aligned with you. And I don't know that that works, does it? I mean, can they, can these people, all they can do is, they can't sue. I mean, is it, is it, uh, if, if you buy a license to play things before your show, by the way, someone should check to see if they bought the license. They probably didn't. It, probably. Yeah, pro- probably they could be sued. I take back what I just said. Let me reverse course quickly. Sue them. Please sue them. Neil Young <laughs> and um, the Rolling Stones. Who else has sued them? Has everybody sued them? I don't know what that playlist so, is, the pre-show playlist. The Rolling Stones are the only ones that have actually threatened a lawsuit. The other ones... You know, that's the way lawyers work because I dealt with this. Hey, you I know, just... the whole cease and desist thing. And I was on the other side of it. Like, please stop using the name Skinner. And they're really, really nice when they send the letter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's very polite. And then they keep checking on you and you don't know if they're checking on you. So that's kind of um, creepy. I don't know how that's going in the courts as far as the Rolling Stones are concerned. Um, I think that it was a really odd choice to play. You can't always get what you want. It was like about like this junkie in Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell does that have to do with you? But I guess maybe he liked that song. I don't know. Well, but what they... the hell is uh, Born in the USA have to do with, you know, uh, Morning in America, for Christ's sake? I mean, it's. Uh, do you really think they're listening beyond the chorus? I, I don't think they are. I think they're simplistic no. morons. So why would they? You know, they, they, they're not going to listen beyond the chorus. And who? so here's my concept. I don't know if you saw that light bulb go off over my head just now. But here's my idea for a concept show. You learn all the songs in the pre-Trump rally set list. And in between playing the songs, you read the cease and desist letter from the lawyers for that band and the statements that band has made about, please don't play our song. 
What do you think? Fairly high concept. Call the show, I don't know, cease and desist or something like that. And I would go see that show. I'm telling you, I would have a good time out whenever it is that people can gather together again. Who the fuck knows when that is? I don't know when that is. Do you, Lori, when are we going to be able to gather again? 2021 is probably like the next time. I thought live music is the last thing that's going to come back. Okay. And there's already, I mean, I don't know how it is there, but there's already, um, you know, one of our favorite stomping grounds um, where we played a lot, which was Joe's over in Burbank. Um, They haven't been open. They really haven't said whether they're going to reopen or not. Um, I know the other place that we used to play, Viva Cantina, they're shuttered. There's lots of pretty much like, you know, most of the bars and everything have shuttered. They're done and they might they might be closed for good. So it's going to be really, really um, competitive when it comes back because every band is going to want to come out and play again. Well, listen, hopefully some enterprising types will step into the void and, you know, uh, take over and launch something new and who the hell knows. I mean, we don't know. The problem with uh, the future is it's unwritten, as Joe Strummer told us, and we, but it's never been quite this volatile. I mean, I, I think that that's one thing I would like to do without and go without for a while. I could do without the daily uh, fire hose of sewage that's... Uh, pointed at us every day it's if they just figured out how to turn off that fire hose of sewage i'd be happy at this point but who knows the president as i started the show saying taken to walter reed medical center and uh to undergo some kind of uh experimental new treatment i hope that this is like the incredible two-headed transplant and they're grafting like a rosie greer's head onto him right now (laughs) i mean now that would be something Imagine that, that was the experiment. Something, but do we believe what's coming out of the White House? Really? I, I mean, he's lied to us every single day. I can't imagine that he would be using this. I mean, I think we were talking earlier, and like, you know, I try and I'm trying to stay away from the conspiracy theories because that's their thing. <laughs> but it's just like it would not be beneath him to fake his own death so he could get out of paying that 420 million dollars he owes wow nobody asked wow the debate who do you owe that money to who are you beholden to and therefore the united states is beholden to this he would just call it fake news it is a big deal but he would just call it fake news it's it's the it's the built-in answer for everything that you would prefer not to speak about so yeah you know i don't think it would be very difficult for him to sidestep that question look how many other questions he sidestepped during that thing he went up one side of chris wallace and down the other please but the thing that's interesting about all this is now the democrats are saying you got to hold off on this uh, judge barrett confirmation right this guy's going to be in the hospital for who knows how long uh biden didn't suspend his campaign he's still campaigning in michigan but he's offering quote prayers, unquote, for Donald Trump and urging Americans to, quote, take this virus seriously, unquote. So this shit's getting, it's getting very weird. It's gotten even weirder than it was. So we don't know where any of this is going to go. But I I do hope that America pulls out of this dive because it's the only country I've ever lived in. It's a, It was a pretty damn good country despite its flaws. And now it's just an endless shit show, like every day. And every day, every day, and and we have to figure out how to turn off the shit show, pull out of this dive, and who knows what twenty twenty one might be. There might be a great reawakening, a great reflowering, goddamn renewable energy, electric cars that go four hundred miles on a charge. You know, uh, not putting greenhouse gases into the into the environment any longer. We figure out how to put out the Brazilian rainforest so it doesn't completely burn. It was burning at twice the rate as California while everybody was talking about California. Not that we shouldn't, but the Brazilian rainforest is still on fire. And the Amazon region, ironically enough, the richest man in the world, his company is named Amazon, and I feel he should save the Amazon. He should start spending his money now to save the actual Amazon. That prick. 
Uh, yeah, and, Bill Maher said the same thing last year. Well, there you go. I must have stolen it then. I'm, I'm, I feel now. I feel like Joe Biden plagiarizing from people. Dear God, nah, I hope I didn't. he's another fucking Jersey kid. We all think alike. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, so is. we we got about four minutes left in the program. So what what haven't I asked you about? Did you hear Melania uh, talking about Christmas? She doesn't seem to like Christmas all that much. She she didn't feel she should have to decorate for Christmas. Let's put it that way. You want to hear a little bit of Melania? That's fine. Before we go? Yeah. Who supports Melania? You do have a legacy. Yeah, but then, well, it doesn't come directly from, uh, yeah, what, what I put on Twitter comes from, it came from me. That's, they know about the children, and they, they talked about it. But, but I'm just you saying, know, you're, you, you know what I'm saying. It's, you shouldn't have, people across the world, it's, in New York, it was always this, Melania, Melania, Melania. Like this woman is know, really playing her, by the way. Playing her. It's not about giving a. F- it's, it's true. It's true. It's it, honestly. It's like because it's you know. It's honestly. I'm doing the same stuff that I did before. They they cannot stand him. They they know that I'm with him. Uh, they know that I'm. But they felt badly I'm, for you before. Now that you know what I'm saying. Correct. Like, correct. Right. Okay. All that stuff, all that stuff came out. They feel bad for me. My polls went up. They said, "Oh my God, she feels so." She's all right. I I can't take any more of that. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. What is the point of that? I don't get it. Best, Melania. Come on. You know, I I mean, you know, she got here like like the the height of hypocrisy. She's here on chain migrate chain migration, which like Trump has been trying to destroy. You know, she got her, you know, she, she got she her family here. A, yeah. Yeah. Her family here. And she like her genius visa. Give me a fucking break. Oh, you is know, that what it was? Like, I didn't know that. Genius visa, huh? Yeah. She was here. She got here on the genius visa, please. You know, it's like you listen to her. She's like, I'm sorry, but that's not how a genius orate <laughs> even when they're on a casual phone call that they don't know they're being taped well um, and as far as like you know oh like me not wanting to decorate for christmas but she didn't have any trouble ripping out the first lady's rose garden that was planted by jackie O. you know that was a sacrilege yeah single first lady since then right and she turned it into what looks like a corporate park or something. It's like the most recti- rectilinear thing you've ever seen, it, and and it's horrifying. It looks like a corporate park. I, I don't I don't get these people. These well I do because there's a lot of people uh, like who have money but no class. It's a very common combination actually. They got money but they got no class because money can't buy you class. Jackie O had class, and these yes. people don't. So I'm sorry. Jackie O was a style icon. And Melania goes out in a jacket that says, I don't care, do you? So, compare and contrast. Uh, we're out of road, Lorias. I, I really do appreciate you spending some time. I hope it went fast for you. It went fast for me. It was really and, uh, fast. Yeah, and uh, where again can folks go to find out more about you and what you do? So, um, yeah, they can, um, they can go to... Uh, www.lynetteskinner.com you know if they want to check that out um, we have and there's a Facebook page for Lynette Shebird and uh, there's a Facebook page for um, Honky Tonk Women the Rolling Stones tribute and you know and we didn't really get a chance to touch on my art because um, I do a lot of that too I didn't I'm kind of good at that stuff. So and you can go to armadelicious.com if you want to check out some of the stuff that I've done. As I was going to save that for next time we talk. We'll talk again. Don't worry about that. But it was great to talk to you this time. I do appreciate you being here. And uh, so long, Silver Lake. Uh, don't forget, that was Lorius, everybody. And hopefully you got all those URLs she's mentioned. I'll ask her to send them to me, and I'll put them up there on my Facebook page. Uh, Sundays at 3 p.m. Sundays at 3 p.m. There's a new hound howl. And then uh, followed by Crash in the Party, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Mark and Miriam with the doo-wop chop shop of the air. 
And I'll return again uh, next Friday with a new show. This show will replay here on Tuesday. In the meanwhile, it becomes a podcast. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Oh, a bunch of pussies wearing Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Go back to that question. This is Eartha Kitt again, back to remind you to take your belongings with you and to get a receipt from the driver. Have a perfect day.